Today's episode is brought to you by DNA Sports Training. If you or someone you know wants to take their game to the next level, then hit up DNA Sports Training. Visit dnasportsdenver.com to book a training session. We offer specialized sports training from football to track and field and everything else in between. Whether you're an offensive or defensive lineman wanting to get better off the ball, or you're an athlete wanting to improve your speed and agility, we have something for you over at DNA. Visit dnasportsdenver.com now and sign up. Yo. And we're back. Back again for the first time. What up, brother? What up, man? How's it going? Man, it's been uh, fast-paced and... Man, it's been it's been a week, bro. Yeah, it's been a busy one, man. We're you know it's a good thing being busy is good, but it's been a little bit a uh, little fast paced and hectic. But it's been enjoyable, man. Working uh, just working some of the training we've done, yeah. um, coaching. You know, football season starting, so these kids are getting out on the on the field and getting ready to uh, put that work in. So it's been good, man. I've been excited. Uh, shout out to everyone that's that's tuning in. Everyone that's tuned in. If you missed the episode last week, make sure you go tune into that episode, man. That was a great episode with our boy Elias Arati. Uh, we talked a lot, a lot of things, but touched on some some serious topics. So uh, yeah, for make, sure, make sure you go check it out. We definitely got to have Elias back on the podcast to go in a little more depth into some of our conversation because that was definitely a good episode. If you have haven't seen listen to it make sure you go check it out like Dude, said. i thought the conversation after the conversation was fantastic oh man. yeah too bad we didn't have it rolling uh dude that kid uh kid was very insightful on some things um definitely was uh was great to hear that is, is where his mindset's at and where some of his focus is at man uh it was it was definitely a, a very good conversation afterwards and very enlightening to me yeah definitely definitely brought some attention to things that i maybe need to do as a coach a little bit more and yeah make sure we following up with some of these kids because you never know uh just some of the stuff that they got going on so shout out to elias though man um shout out to all our kids going back yeah, to camp this definitely. week man we got a whole bunch of kids that we've been able to coach over the years that are either going back to camp or going to camp for the first time so yeah. it's super shout exciting to, to see them. For sure, there's there's a list of them. We can name them later. Name. We'll name yeah. them later, but they know there, man. Shout out to the, to you guys, man. Shout out to your parents because I mean, as a as a as a father myself, I know that would be a, a, when, when I took my oldest oldest son to uh, CSU just for regular school. It was a it was a proud daddy moment. So I know some of these fathers are just enjoying that and relishing in that. So shout out to you guys. Uh, shout out to everyone that's listening, everyone that has listened, uh, people that are interacting on our socials, hitting the mailbag. Uh, we appreciate y'all. Make sure you visit dnasportsdenver.com. Um, purchase some merchandise. Shout up a training session download the podcast you know everything happens there yep. and follow like subscribe everywhere youtube facebook instagram twitter yeah find us wherever we're at wherever you're at we're and follow and subscribe we're pushing some good numbers but your best way to help us is by doing all that making sure you're, you're subscribing with us making sure you're following us and liking us and interacting with us online um that really does does the most for us so please we encourage you to continue to do so yes sir Yes, sir, man. It was really, really a fun experience yesterday at the bazaar. We ran into you at the yeah. bazaar too, right? We were running into everybody. It was a, it was a fun, fun um, time to let my hair down a little bit. You know what I mean? And enjoy myself and enjoy the. 
festivities with some good people. It was it was a good time, man. Got rained on. You know, it's funny. Poured on. I love going to the bazaars. I think Holy Family Bazaar is probably my favorite bazaar because I always run into the most people I that I grew up with and used to know around the neighborhood and whatnot. And I remember they used to have the Holy Family Bazaar like right after Fourth of July. Yeah. And it would always just dump. It always rained. Be some crazy storms. So they pushed it back. Uh, to August and yeah. I think this year was like the second year that it's been in August and sure as crap man <laughs> freaking sky opened up and started pouring dude but yeah. it was a good time man it's great seeing you and fam out there it's great seeing some of the other folks out there we ran into yeah. coaches we ran into just everybody man it's players coaches everything always a good time shout out to uh, Holy Family for the great event that they always put on yo it's been a wild week like we said Dom a um, lot of lot of crazy stories in the news mm-hmm. um this is kind of another little segment that I want to introduce, and it's just like, what's going on? You yeah. know, and it's just a series of handful of stories. We won't dive too much of them. Sometimes we'll follow up on stories with them, but I kind of wanted to, to touch base on this one. Uh, the first one I had was, did you know Aaron Rodgers you know, credits psychedelics for his uh, back-to-back MVC, MVP campaigns, bro? Hey, I, I didn't, but understand. Oh, <laughs> Yo, so he said that um, he revealed in the podcast because you know he's on the Pat McAfee show all the time, and he revealed on the podcast that he experienced with plant-based psychedelic uh, ayahuasca in Peru, and it helped him to his best NFL seasons, which resulted in MVP awards in 2020 and 2021. That's uh, crazy. Says he doesn't think it's a, a coincidence uh, that he was. Uh, that he was a, uh, you know, that he had his best seasons after that experience. And uh, sorry, that was during the Aubrey Marcus podcast on Wednesday. So let me correct that off the bat right there. Yeah. But, you know, that's funny, man. I just, can you imagine? I mean, you know, if you ever dabbled in anything yourself, you know, you, you know what the experiences are like. And just doing that on the field, man, that's crazy, bro. Like, you know, it's uh, there. So the, the here living here in Colorado, you know, there's a lot of things that are legal and there's a lot of things that aren't. And um, they've been dabbling in, you know, psilocybin and kind of mm-hmm. understanding some of the effects it does for PTSD and mm-hmm. and, and just for for some of that stuff. So on a micro dose level um, and then I hear I, I've read a lot about the same thing with ayahuasca. It's kind of like DMT and there's supposed to be some sort of benefits. But I think it's also what, what's missed here is, you know, it's in a controlled environment kind of. Yeah. under the guidance of somebody else yeah. you know and it's not just i'm gonna dose up and see what happens dog. <laughs> you know uh but you think back like to doc ellis he he allegedly threw a no hitter on lsd and he said that he, when, he, when he was throwing the ball he can see the laces just spinning and he can watch the laces slow down dude and hey some of the greatest musicians you yeah, know some yeah. of the greatest music you listen to was Produced on something. <laughs> so, yeah. So, he, he basically said that he didn't uh, really uh, think it was a coincidence at that point. It's a, it's the universe bringing things to happen, and they're supposed to happen. But uh, I, I think it's crazy, you know, that he's coming out and talking about it just based off how the NFL treats some things. And But he is Aaron Rodgers, you know, so maybe he does have a little bit of leeway. And maybe it's a good thing for, for these athletes to talk about stuff like this because, you know, mentioning earlier the – research that goes on on psilocybin and you know maybe they can open the door to kind of you know look into some of these things and see how true it is and how helpful it is i mean it's like anything else bro like it what's good for you isn't necessarily good for me all the time yeah that's for sure you know but uh, i just thought that was interesting yeah Uh, another one is britney griner uh sentenced this yeah you know i think it was kind of uh part of the plan you know we talked about it last time yeah and and, you know it's gonna hopefully 
expedite the process a little bit and and maybe she'll you know be back in the states in no time but we'll nine years it dude it's crazy nine years and we're talking about aaron Rodgers eating eating hallucinogens and psychedelics and and she's mm. getting nine years for cannabis bro yeah and it's it's wild and it just you know they deny russia denies that it's anything political and that they're just trying to you know live by their rules and by their laws but we know that's bs bro yeah. i just think it's wild dude that Anybody can do that much time. And I also think it's wild that, you know, I, I think we should be fighting to bring her home. And now that this has happened, that, like that, that it speeds up the process and makes things happen a little quicker. But I also think it's wild that we have people serving prison sentences here in America for, yeah. for cannabis for, you know, just as much time, bro. And well, that's what this should do. You know, if, if, if anything, you know, when we get when we get her back or whatever yeah. transpires with this whole situation, we should really open our eyes up and say, look at our own selves in the mirror and, and you know, start yep. maybe re- releasing some of these people that have been locked up for years. Or for, at least put in plan. For, yeah, for cannabis and, and you know, now like, it's legal in most states. So if they've served a certain amount of their sentence, then maybe they're... Bro, not only is it legal in certain states, but it's certain states are in, in overall in the country. It's a billion-dollar industry. Yeah. And you got people that are serving nonviolent sentences for cannabis, you know, for something that we're sentenced to 10 years ago, 15 years ago, when the laws weren't even the same, bro. So I think it's wild. I think some of that stuff, you know, if you're bringing hundreds of pounds, okay, maybe we can, like, maybe they can revisit on how to, how to rehab and, and get you back into society. Because I think it's crazy that we're making billions off of, off of a, off of a plant. And yet at the same time, people are serving years behind bars for the same thing. Um, it's just kind of, it's kind of contradictory, bro. And it's, it's nothing good. Um, for sure. So like we said, nine years, hopefully this speeds up the process to bring Brittany back home and, uh, we can, we can turn this into a non-story and kind of move past it. Uh, I know, I know that's best for her and her family. I know that's best for, for us. And you know what, if we have to give, up a Russian to get get an American, a couple Americans. Well, let's do it, bro. Yeah, Stop dragging our yeah. Feet. We got to be smart about that though, too, and, and make sure it's you know we're not releasing somebody who's going to be a threat to us. It's later like, on no, down I the changed road. my mind. We're not releasing her. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna keep her. Give us another Russian. Yeah, yeah. You're right, dude. And also, yeah, like you say, it's, I think he's an arms dealer. Is the dude that yeah, they want? That's so. what I mean. So, but but I mean, was he selling arms or was he like? Selling a pistol or two, and that's the way to lock them up. Yeah, like, cause sometimes they find little things to lock you up on to get the bigger things, right? You know what it's about, man. Her celebrity, right, and who she is and all the attention she gets. Russia knows because of that is why we want to oh, make it, yeah, sure Yeah, isn't there we another dude something. we're trying to get back with her at the same time, too? Yeah. So you don't hear much about him. I don't even know his name. It goes to show yeah. you. you know. Um, last of my little, my little bag of tricks here, my trifecta of just stories that are going on, and this one kind of hits home a little bit because I am a Miami Dolphin fan. I'm kind of yeah. born and raised. I, anymore nowadays, I just like football. I love football and love watching it, so I don't necessarily have a particular team that I have to root for. Mm-hmm. But uh, the NFL stripped the Miami Dolphins of a 2023 first-round pick. They fined owner Stephen Ross $1.5 million for and tampering. And suspended him, right? And suspended him. And through October. For tampering with Tom Brady and Sean Payton. Hey, you know, if if you can't beat them, you got to join them. <laughs> yeah, buy them. If you can't beat them, buy them. Yeah, so, you know, I don't, you know, I sometimes, you know, there's rules in place for a reason, and you got to respect rules. And so they're going to take their fines and their suspension, and they're going to do what they have to do. But at the end of the day, we know the game, and we know that everybody's trying to get better at any given moment. You ain't cheating, and you ain't trying. If, you know, it goes back to the old saying, a closed mouth doesn't get fed. 
You know what I mean? So if you're sitting down and you see Tom Brady and there's opportunity for him to <laughs> land up on your roster, then why not shoot your shot, you know? Yeah, yeah. man. And especially when they read the writing on the wall with New England, they knew where he, he wasn't going to be back. So, yeah. you know, he's been whooping their ass for so many years. Yeah. You might as well go grab him. Yeah. And then the same thing goes with Sean Payton. I mean, he didn't whoop their ass a bunch, but he's probably the best coach out there. Yeah. On the market that has experience, has the Super ring with it. Bowl. Yep, Super Bowl you know? coach. And you know he wasn't going to be with New Orleans that much longer. So. And he has a Netflix movie based off him. You know, he's <laughs> doing big things. <laughs> Kevin James, shout out. Uh, yeah. Um, so following a six-month investigation, the league found the Dolphins, primarily team owner Steve Ross and vice chairman limited partner Bruce Bill, violated the anti-tampering policy on three occasions from 2019 to 2022 in conversations with quarterback Tom Brady and the free and the agent for then New Orleans uh, Saints coach Sean Payton. Um, this is all part of the stuff that came out from Brian Flores when he had his lawsuit alleging that Stephen Ross was going to pay him a hundred thousand uh, dollars each game he lost. Um, the NFL didn't find any evidence that the team intentionally lost games during the 2019 season. Um, you know, so there's that, I guess, but. You know, it just goes it, – it's a it's a long line of things for Steven Ross, man. And being a Dolphins fan, I've never really been a big fan of Steven Ross. Yeah. Um, ownership for Miami has always seemed like it's just, uh, you know, I'm rich and I have some money. Let's buy a team. You're in Miami. Yeah. You, you know? know, let's own the hottest thing going. So um, they've never – in my opinion, they've never really been supportive of a lot of that stuff. So I don't know, man. 1.5 million. When you make billions and your team's worth billions, what's 1.5 million? Yep, that's that's true. But, you know – to protect the integrity of the league and the integrity of the game, you know, it's right that they got Oh, absolutely. They got what they did, you know. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, we want competitive football. Well, know, and, and you can't be paying people to lose. You can't be paying your coaches to intentionally to lose. lose the game, yeah. dude. Like, that affects everything. Um, like you said, the integrity of the game. But also, I mean, do you want players that want to intentionally lose? Do you want coaches that want to intentionally lose? I mean, uh, that sets up an atmosphere and, and just a, a – you know, an overall just acceptance to lose yeah. it, bro. Yeah, you're right. It's just, you know, a bad, <clears throat> sorry, bad behavior, you know what I yep. mean? Like, it's a it's a trend. You start to see, like, the teams that get caught doing things, it's funny how you see one thing happen, then all of a sudden another thing happens. Yeah, where the smoke, there's fire, bud. Yeah, like, it was the Patriots, now it's the Dolphins. So, Dom, football's back, bro. It is. Had the Hall of Fame game last night. The class, uh, the induction yesterday. Yep, it was. It was a great game. You know, it wasn't too exciting, but we got the dub. Ooh. You know, we put it on them. It was. <laughs> it was nice to see the Raiders get that dub. It's so hard with, with with preseason anymore because you don't see anybody, bro. There's nobody that plays preseason games. Jo- Josh Jacobs played. You know, uh, Jaguars defense starting defense was playing for a while. Um, we had our starting offensive line, so that was stuff that we, as coaches, you know, true we, that. We seen learn a little bit, but man, I I just wanted them to put Carr and Adams in for one series and just toss I, it down the field and let them score a touchdown. But I think you, you know, have to wait till the regular season to see that, dude. Yeah, we're gonna have to wait. I don't think they're. Uh, I don't think that's something they're gonna bust out during the preseason. To be honest with you, man, that's uh, that, dude, that's gonna be the duel, bro. That's gonna be one hell of a a pair. They were putting up their stats on uh, I think on Instagram. I seen their stats from college and. Just with the two of them together, they were dynamic in college. So it's oh, yeah. interesting to see if they could pick up where they left off. But oh, yeah. going what back you, to the Hall of Fame game, though. Uh, you, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> what, what do you think about the what, about the class, man? Um, i I wasn't just I wasn't upset with it. Like it was kind of like a kind of a down class 
you yeah. know, but there were some beasts in there, bro. I mean, Richard Seymour was that dude for a long time, bro, yeah. especially in New England. He's got rings. You know, you can't argue with some of the stuff that he did, and he was one of the premier um, defensive linemen for his time. Uh, Tony Baselli was probably, you know, the best offensive tackle during his time, a, yeah. a legend. Uh, here also locally, bro, like, yeah. you know, from Boulder, I believe, and yep. owns a bunch of McDonald's. <laughs> you can't go, you know, see you see his name everywhere, but he's he, he was an elite the uh, offensive tackle and it was funny I was watching old video because they're talking you know these guys that are going to the Hall of Fame they start talking about them a little bit more and they were sharing the video of the uh, I think it was like the divisional playoff game against Buffalo mm -hmm. and uh, it was the 96 season and he was shutting down Bruce Smith which yeah. is arguably the all time best defensive end he's, ha he's got the sack record for all career uh, sacks and that was in the height of his career at Buffalo where he was really just he, he tormented quarterbacks and Tony Baselli shut him down. Yeah. And it was wild to see. Yeah. He was, he was definitely, uh, you know, deserving of getting into the hall of fame. Took a little while. Line. It took a while, but you know, he got his bust and he got his jacket and, and he deserves it. You know, Richard Seymour, you talked about him, you know, he was a Raider as well. He finished yep. his career with the Raiders and man, 57 and a half sacks, 326 solo tackles, four false fumbles, seven time pro bowler, three time Super Bowl champ. Um, three times all pro, you mm. know, he's a tremendous, tremendous career for him. Great guy. His speech was pretty good, you know. Um Was he a first was this his first time on the ballot or is this his second year? I huh? think this is his second year on the ballot. Um then you also have a guy, you know, who should in my opinion should have been in there a long time ago on Cliff Branch, man. Like you got guys like Tyree Kill, right, who could take the top off of defense, Marquise Brown. Well, this is the guy he did it originally. Yeah. You know, four-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro, three-time Super Bowl champions, you know, 8,685 receiving yards, 67 total touchdowns, you know. He was just a nightmare for teams. And, and you know, when the Raiders were really good and dominant in their era, he was one of the reasons why. So, you know, I'm glad to see him finally get in there. You know, it's a little long overdue, but. And sometimes happened. you get stuck behind dudes that are just, you know, it's hard to compare generations, but sometimes you get stuck behind people that are just them dudes, you know, and you have to kind of wait your turn. And I don't know. I think if you ask any of these guys, like, it was well worth the wait for them, yeah. you know, and they're super excited to be there. Um, Sam Mills, you know, yeah. linebacker who was just a beast of a linebacker. Um, you know, uh, Leroy Butler, yeah, uh, who was just a tormentful st uh, safety, Stud. Super Bowl champion, um, amongst the best of his time. Um the one that got me, bro, the one that really moved me was Bryant Young's speech. Yeah. Uh, that thing moved me to tears, man. Um, having lost his son to cancer when his son was like 15 years old and just hearing him talk about his son uh, really hit home. I, you, you know, my situation with my older son, my older son and um, knowing where we've been through with that. And just like we, we didn't lose our son and we were able to keep him. And he's still here with us today. So I just couldn't imagine the agony as being a father yeah. to have and lose your son to something you can't control, man, like yeah. that. And so his speech really hit home. Well-deserved uh, on his end, too. The only one I had a little bit of hold back out, and I don't even think it's that I, I necessarily disagree that he should be Hall of Famer, but I, I had a little trouble with Dick Vermeil. Really? Well, compared to some of the other coaches out there that should be in there, um, Mike Shanahan's got more rings than he does. Yeah, more winning seasons. Yeah, you know, um, maybe some would argue his innovations in West Coast offense back in his San Francisco days, yeah. and you know his brief moment with the Raiders, and then coming into Denver and, and really turning around um, a, a Broncos franchise and a quarterback in John Elway that was said 
he can get you the big game, but he can't win it. Yeah. You know, and, and really uh, bringing Sha- in that offense. Yeah, Shanahan definitely deserves to get in there, you know. Um, playing in the same division with that guy, you know, he was – he dominated yeah. for a long time. You know, them 98 Broncos, man, that was one hell of a team, and he put that team together, and, you know, it, he had a great staff underneath him. I don't know how many of his coaches are out there doing their thing. His son yeah, the, is the, in the league The branches thing, of his you know, tree like, when he was in Washington. Yeah. Like, he had McVay. He had uh, his son, obviously, LaFleur. Um, what's the coach up in uh, Cincinnati? Um, drawing a blank on his name. Yeah. But all them guys were under the same staff over in Washington. So his his branch, you know, his coaching branch, is, is, it rivals – those of of you know Parcells, it rivals those of like uh, Bill Walsh, you know, yeah. and and he comes from that Walsh tree. So you know, I I was I wasn't like disappointed, disappointed in this class. You know what I mean? But there were a few guys that should have made this class, in my opinion. You know, you got Devin Hester, man. In my opinion, Devin Hester was that guy. Yeah, I agree. He was, you know, him and. Dante Hall were like just tremendous kick returners, you know, and and the fact that Devin Hester, the one who really put his stamp on returning the football, he changed he changed the the, the NFL. Game. He changed the NFL during his ten his time his tenure in the NFL, bro. Um, there was times where Chicago wouldn't have nothing going, and then Hester would return a punt or return a kickoff to the house, bro, and it would just it would change the game. He and fourteen touchdowns via punt returns. That's incredible. 14. That's crazy, bro. 14 Just touchdowns. Just returns. 20 non-offensive scores. Good Lord. That's crazy, And bro. he didn't play that long either. He had 14 punts, five kickoffs, and one missed field goal return for a touchdown. You remember I remember that one? that one. That one was With special. the game up a little short, right? Yep, and he took it all the way to the house. Man, it was just when you you watched football – you made sure that you wanted to watch Devin Hester. You know yep. what I mean? If the Bears were on, you're checking them out, yep. bro, because that dude was just phenomenal. He should have made this list, in my opinion. I, I was a big fan of the University of Miami, bro. And oh. it, it, watching some old highlight videos of Devin Hester at the University of Miami and seeing him just take the ball and go, bro. And, and it was wild because it was a, a man amongst boys, you know, every time he touched the ball. And, and, it translated to the NFL in the same way, like you said, to the to the tune of twenty non offensive touchdowns. Yeah, that's incredible, man. Yeah. Um, there's not many defensive guys that got that many touchdowns. So, shout out Devin Hester. I do agree. Uh, he should be in that Hall of Fame, and I think he should be in there next year. He will be. Um, if, if he doesn't do it, it's really an injustice. Um, I, I get that he wasn't an offensive impactful player or a defensive impactful player, but I mean, damn it, he was he was a game changer and he changed the NFL. Yeah, Demarcus Ware too, man. Demarcus Ware, in my opinion, should also have gotten. I mean, when you have 138 and a half career sacks in 12 seasons, yep. that's crazy, bro. Well, and there's some there's some really good players that got left off the final list. You yeah. know, Jared Allen, yep. Zach Thomas, like yep. as you mentioned, Demarcus Ware, um, Patrick Logan. Willis, which you know he cut his own career short. Yeah, he had that injury, came back, and then was like, you know what, I'm done. And you know, shout out to him. You know, sometimes you just you know when you're done. Uh, Reggie Wayne, Tory Holt, Andre Johnson. There's some. There the receivers are loaded, so it's going to yeah. be hard to get in. You can argue Sam Mills over Zach Thomas, and so that's why you know Mills got in before Thomas. I think Thomas is definitely a surefire Hall of Famer, yeah. uh, former Miami Dolphin, and that guy used to just bring it every every down, every play, every game. Didn't matter what the record was, didn't matter what the score was, or who they're facing. So mm-hmm. those, those years with the Dolphins were some good ones defensively, man. You, 
love to see him and Jason him Taylor. And Jason Taylor oh my just God. dominating on the field, dude. For sure. It, it was really special to watch them two guys. So, yeah, I think he'll be in as well soon. Man, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, yo, so I just want to give a shout out real quickly to. Uh, to our boy uh, Christian over at Lucky, or excuse me, over at Black Sevens. Um, if you guys need any any kind of graphic design work, hit up blacksevens.com. Uh, Christian's a beast at what he does, and he, he definitely helped us out with the DNA logo. Uh, Dom went to him with the idea, said, Hey, this is what we want to do. Can you do it? And not only did he do it, but he knocked the thing out the park. Yep. So big shout out to Christian at Black Sevens. Visit blacksevens.com. Make sure you go and check out what he's got going on with him, and make sure you go and get in touch with him if you're trying to do something, trying to launch something, because he definitely is business savvy and he knows what he's doing. Yep, he definitely is. Shout out to Christian. Hey, man, there's a topic. That you know, I want to touch base on because you know we were at the bazaar last night and before we kind of pre-gamed it up at at a friend's house, and I was talking to a couple people there and we had a conversation that is talked about a lot, but in my opinion, not talked about enough. You know what I mean? Um, and I just want to kind of touch base a little bit, get your opinion on it. Um, the lack of pay for the teachers versus the situations they face. You know, I think teachers are very, very underpaid. For the positions that they hold, you know, sometimes they're in scary situations and, and school shootings, you know, they have to deal with some troubled kids at times and troubled situations. And, you know, they, they also are, are social workers, you know, yeah. and and they're really, really important figures in all of our children's lives. And and there's so much money in education, but not enough of it's getting distributed to the teachers. And it's just a shame to see all these teachers out there, you know working their tails off to to you know better the future of our education and and we're not doing anything to reward them and and it's kind of sad man to to see that we don't really appreciate them and, and value them where they should be valued you know yeah man there's definitely some really good teachers out there um there's also some bad ones and i think they kind of weed themselves out and i don't even know if it, if bad's the right word for it i think you know it's a stressful job dude and it's a thankless job they they deal with yep. a lot of crap um, not only from just like having to deal with the kids and their needs, but they also have administration that kind of, you know, pushes what they want from them, from the school and from yeah. the district. And then they got parents that, um, you know, I'm a parent, you're a parent. Sometimes we can be a little much. Um, I yeah. try to I try to keep myself in check because in, and try to think and understand that, you know, they're doing their job and they're trying to. But at the same time, sometimes my emotions don't, you know. Don't stay in check. So yeah. uh, I, I definitely agree that they I don't think they do get a pay, paid enough for some of the stuff they do. I think uh, we've got plenty of money for uh, some things. Why can't we just kind of funnel that into maybe investing in them? It doesn't you know, I think people think more money means like more salary, which they should, probably should get some more money in salary. But you, they also need more support. Yeah. Like, I know teachers that buy... School supplies. Yeah, dude. They, they shouldn't be coming out of their own pockets for anything that goes into the school, man. It's just crazy. They, they come out of pocket so much for things they need in their classroom. And it's kind of ridiculous that it, that it goes to that length, right? And, you know, I'm sure we can find funding for it. We find funding for everything. We find funding for wars overseas. We find funding to give to countries. And, you know, it's it's an investment in ourselves, to be honest with you. Like, when you invest in, in your edu- in, in, at your country's education... Like you're investing in yourself, dude. You're 
there's a reason why some of these countries are, are starting to move up and try to pass us in, in everything that we do. And it's because that, you know, they've invested into their education. They've invested in themselves. And we need to start doing the same thing, bro. Shout out to teachers because they do put up with a lot. And I know a lot of them that are right now that are stressed out, bro, because of, you know, everything with COVID yep. and everything that they've dealt with with the last two years being a teacher, trying to be a, a teacher, an online teacher, uh, you know, a, a a PA worker, you know what I mean? Trying yeah. to get the technology, uh, technology right. Like it's wild, dude. Well, it's, then it, you know, and then it's a slap in the face to see, you know, you you go to the district or whatever, and corporate offices, and you see everybody, all the bigwigs of these school districts pulling up in Teslas, and yeah, you know, all these fancy cars. They live in these big homes, and they have these outrageous salaries. And what are they really doing for the kids? Yeah, man. You know, the teachers are the ones on the front line risking their lives in some situations. Well, you nowadays, know? And, yeah. Like, especially and, with the, as many kids coming in trying to do stupid shit, you know. Yeah. It really is risking their lives. Yeah, man. It, it just, I just hope that, you know, eventually we start to value people for who they are, what they do in their profession, and really compensate them right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, money makes the world go round, right? But I don't understand if we have... We produce our own currency. That's right. Why can't we up people's salaries? Well, and it's not because you know if the more money you give people, they're going to turn around and spend the money anyway. So it's going to continue to grow the cycle. It's going to still well, you know, everything's going to keep moving. If people have more money, they spend more money. It's the honestly, it bro. Like in my opinion, it's oversight. You know, yeah, we send we send millions and millions of dollars to education, but where's the money actually going? You talk yeah. about administrators that You're maybe right. take a little bit too much off the top. Why do we got so many administrators? Yeah, you know, why do we got so many people doing one job? Why do we got so many people overseeing one school? You know, um, I don't, I won't get too deep into it, but having known some people that work behind the scenes like that, like there's a lot of waste that goes into it. You hear from yeah, teachers, you definitely. hear from principals. There's a lot of waste that goes into education and just the lack of oversight where, you know, for, for marijuana industry spent sending 40 million, right. Yeah. To, to education, you know, it, it's always, it always makes me uneasy when people are saying like, give more money to these programs because I agree it, they need more money. But at the same time, like if they've been stacking money, and there's no oversight, and we're not seeing where this money's going. Like we might just be lining somebody's pocket so they can buy the new next, the next new Tesla, you know. And yeah, while the teachers still stay, while the teachers still struggle, still having to go buy school supplies for their students, and schools are still ran down. Yep. Yeah, you're right, man. It, and it, you're definitely right. There is that aspect of it. You can, what you give them, are they putting it forth? Are they paying it forward? Are are they applying the money? Where does the money allocate it to? You know, there's always those questions, and and it's a shame that we have people in positions that that operate in such a way you know yep. what i mean like how money greed yep. you know really can can deter people from doing what's right when it becomes a it becomes one of those things where like we got to spend all this money right but we can't spend it here we got to we got to hide some of this or we got to do this with it so that we can make sure we get our budgets like i don't know man i it's it's wild to me and it's foreign to me and I sound like a broken record, but it's wild and foreign that a teacher has to buy their own school supplies. Um, they have to provide, you know, their snacks for their class or they have to provide this, that and the other for their class. Whereas school districts just have all this, you know, they have money, bro. Like it, they have money. Yeah. But, you know, where's it at? Yeah, definitely. So pay those teachers, man. They're working hard. Um, just help them out. 
you, buy it, supplies, stock up, stock up your schools, you know, make their job easier. They'll be better teachers if you supply them with the proper tools. A man or a woman is only as good as the tools that they're given. So, you know, support them in whatever they need. If they want to venture off and, and do, you know, an exhibition or whatever the case may be for their class, then support them in doing that as long as it's doing some positive for the kids. It's like, remember we used to go on field trips all the time in school? Yeah. My, my son, they don't hardly ever go on field trips, man. Like, yep. I don't hear a lot about field trips unless you go to – there's some schools, like like some charter schools and some kind of independent schools that do their thing, and they have a blast. And, you know, we used to have a couple of students that I used to coach that went to Denver Monastery, and they used to go to, uh, like, Costa Rica in March for, like, a week oh, or yeah. whatever. Yep. You know, but I just feel like there was more trips. There was more just things to do when you were in school, man. It was it, They kept you engaged, and, and now it just kind of seems – you know they don't you, want you there <laughs> classes are overpopulated you yeah. know they're they're understaffed it's like anything else in the world right now bro they're understaffed and overworked yeah. so i don't know shout out to teachers let's figure out a way to make make our teachers happy you know happy teachers going to be a happy employee is going to be a happy uh, edu- you know they're going to give your kid a proper education let's support them in in everything in, including some of their concerns with safety you know yeah. some of their concerns with 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 you know the recent rash of school shootings and you know it's gonna unfortunately it's, it's something that's gonna happen and it doesn't need to because we have plenty of money to do it when these supreme court justices started having people show up at their house protesting started showing up with guns they automatically armed them up secured them and took care of them right yep well why the hell can't we do that at the schools yeah why the hell can't we give them the peace of mind so that they can sit there and co- and teach and be like Okay, I don't have to worry about someone coming through this front door and blasting me because, you know, we have the proper security around us. We have the proper um, infrastructure to take care of us and make sure that we're safe. And it's also we have the confidence to teach what we're teaching because we have everything we need to make it happen. Yeah, definitely, man. We just again, we got to do what's right. You know, um, there's a right way to do things and there's a wrong way to do things. And we just got to do what's right by the people who are out there working. You know, we can't be mistreating people or any kind of misconduct, you know, speaking of misconduct, bro, this, this next one, we save this one for last, just because it's going to be a little bit of a, of a doozy of a story in terms of length. Um, super serious. It's been going on for the last couple of years, but the NFL finally dropped the hammer on a suspension for Deshaun Watson. Um, The now Cleveland Browns quarterback will serve a six-game suspension without pay but will not be fined for violating the league's personal conduct policy following accusations of sexual misconduct. Disciplinary officer Sue L. Robinson ruled on Monday. Um, Robinson issued her ruling in a comprehensive 16-page report. She wrote that the NFL recommended Watson be suspended for the entire 2022 regular season and postseason. let's, Let's go through the report a little bit, Dom. And I'm sorry, this is uh, doing this research, man. It it, it drove it, it. Reading this report just completely floored me. Yeah. Um, it's good to hear the NFL did one a year. Uh, unfortunately, that that wasn't because of precedent set earlier. That's not the case. But first of all, of the 24 therapists suing Watson, NFL investigators were only able to interview 12. Of the 12, the NFL relied on the testimony of four therapists as well as some 37 other third parties and substantial documentary evidence. Uh, Despite having team provided and approved massage therapists, Mr. Watson sought out private massages and, according to the NFL, used his status as an NFL player as a pretext to engage in a premeditated (laughs) pattern of predatory Uh, behavior towards multiple women. It's 
crazy. He was not looking for, uh, for a professional setting, and he often inquired as to whether the masseuse would work in private. He used Instagram with text or calls before each session to make sure the therapists were comfortable massaging certain areas of his body, particularly his lower back, glutes, abs, and growing area. He called those his focus points. He asked therapists to use a towel to cover his privates, opposed to the typical sheet that they would use. He often provided his own towels. He'd use, they were described as medium or small or the Gatorade hand towels. Yeah. Man, this dude's a predator, bro. <laughs> he is a predator. He was stalking Dude. These therapists, bro, and planning it out, plotting it out. He was crossing his T's and dotting his I's, but he didn't do it good enough. And they need to suspend him indefinitely, bro. Like, there's so many NFL players that get suspended for all these different things and six games. Dude, it, when you read this report and you see how intentional he was in finding out these women in – Making sure that it was all private, making sure that they were okay massaging his focus points. It's wild, dude. Yeah, Bill Cosby, you know, he's like a Bill Cosby. It's like a <laughs> without like, the roofies, without the roofies, bro. Like crazy. The NFL and Sue L. Robinson determined Watson committed nonviolent sexual misconduct. Situation is unprecedented, and the NFL policy dictates a six game suspension, although it seems like the NFL did prefer a season long, and they actually. Um, since this came out, they actually appealed yeah. to to extend the the uh, suspension to a full year. Um, they could they said it couldn't impose a six game uh, six game due to possibilities of it being challenged by the player association. So they couldn't impose any longer than six games. Theoretically, the NFL could change the policy and issue a harsher penalty for such actions, like they did in the Ray Rice case. But it uh, kind of remains to be seen, and it kind of now that's what it looks like. Um, yeah, and I think Goodell he went and chose former New Jersey Attorney General Peter C. Harvey to hear the appeal for the six-game suspension. So they're definitely going to appeal it, dude. So uh, this is this is the most damning statement that's in that report. It says although this is the most significant punishment ever imposed on the, on an NFL player for allegations of nonviolent sexual misconduct, Mr. Watson's pattern of conduct is more egregious than any before reviewed by the NFL. That says it right there. Dude, like in six games. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's ridiculous, man. It, you know, I, I get I get six games is kind of the precedent, right? But unprecedented actions require unprecedented responses, bro. And yeah. Well, you know, you got, you know, it's a, it's a sore subject. And, you know, I, I'm not going to say that I fully agree or fully disagree with, with the way Kaepernick, you know, chose to – to protest and do what he did, but he's out. Of, that ruined his career. He's yeah. out of the NFL. He no NFL teams will touch him. But we got guys like this getting two hundred and fifty million dollar guarantee contracts while these allegations hang over their head. And you mean to tell me the Browns didn't know about this? They didn't have the, they didn't access care. to any of this. Like this is wild, dude. Like you got a piece of shit as a quarterback. Yep. Excuse my French, but dude, I, I would not want my sister around this guy. Yeah, I definitely. wouldn't want no none of the ladies I know, man. This guy is a predator. Well, you know, Vita Vita was definitely we were having a conversation and she had asked me if I would let DJ idolize him and look up to Deshaun Watson. And if we ever seen Deshaun Watson, like would I allow him to be his fan, you know? And and I told her definitely not. You know, mm -hmm. you have to educate him and, and tell him, you know, what this guy did, who he was and why everything he did was totally inappropriate. You know, we have to take his stupid 
behavior and mistakes and turn it into a lesson to teach people that that's the wrong way to live, you know, and you're not supposed to be allowing people to use their status in any way to get you to do anything for them or to make you feel like what they're doing is okay. It's just total BS, you know? And, and in fact, if I seen Deshaun Watson in person, I'd probably have altercation with the guy, whether I win or lose, because I, that's just something I don't stand for. Well, it's funny that you mentioned Vita because she was the first one. I, I shared this, uh, this meme on, on, on our Instagram oh, and yeah. it was like, you know, uh, it pointed out the inconsistencies in, in suspensions yeah. when you got like Calvin Ridley doing what a 15 month suspension or something like that yeah. for, for gambling. And it wasn't even gambling on his team. Wasn't even gambling on the NFL. He was just gambling yeah. on, online betting sports and they suspended him, you know, 15, 15 weeks or months for that. And yet, Deshaun Watson's going to come back after six games unless this thing changes. Personally, man, I, I agree with you, man. Indefinite suspension is probably more in tune to what I feel. And after a year, you can you can you know reinst- try to apply for reinstatement. They did that with Ricky Williams. They did that with uh, Josh Gordon, right? Where like, hey, you're suspended, and they were just smoking weed. Yeah, you know, I think when. When you hold a position of power, right? Because that's what this is. Celebrity is power in, yeah. in, in certain cases. And you abuse that power. That right needs to be stripped away from you for good. You yeah. no longer give people like that that power so he could do it again. You think that this suspension is going to change who he is? Like he ha- he obviously has some deep-rooted things that, that yeah. he he enjoys, you know, and that he needs to get help for. And playing in the NFL isn't gonna help him by any means like i think he needs to take time to figure out who he is as a person and try to figure that out and fix that before it lands him up in another situation a lot worse than this you know it could have been a criminal situation and he could be getting locked up behind this you know i'm surprised it wasn't man i'm surprised they decided not to not to uh pursue charges dude This, this is crazy when you read this report and you know that's also the problem with our justice system. Let's keep it real, man. Yeah. Like we were just talking earlier how all these people are still locked up behind legal cannabis now. Yep. And and you got guys like this who are taking advantage of people and not getting any criminal yep. charges. Or you, you got guys that are committing rapes that are getting six months. Yeah, or ankle bracelet or yeah. something. You know, yeah, it's just ridiculous. Like the 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 way we view certain crimes in America is just crazy to me. Man, I think the NFL should do what they did in the Ray Rice case and change their policies in order to come down harsher on, on Deshaun Watson. I, agree. I think that's what they're going to try to do. I think I think if the they're going to appeal, and I think the NFL PA has already appealed. Um, I think if they are not successful in their appeal to make it longer, I can see them changing their rules to try to re you know recalibrate the situation and suspend him longer i don't think this guy should step on the field again this year and me, me personally i don't know if he should be on the field he, the quarterback's the, the leader of your franchise dude that's the face of your franchise i'm sorry the coach isn't it the owner isn't it your quarterback is your face of your franchise how can you feel good about bringing this dude out to lead your franchise and be the face of it what are you saying about your franchise what are you saying about what you value in terms of your moral compass you know what i'm saying like yeah. It's wild, dude. And it, it's funny to see all the memes about, like, this large um, masseuse, um, uh, what is it, like an American masseuse therapy, American, American massage therapist annual conference yeah. going on in Cleveland. Yeah. And it's funny to see the memes, dude. The, the, the internet's undefeated. But, you know, like you said, this is a continued problem in the world we live in where sex offenders get off easier than people who are violated marijuana or nonviolent drug laws in this country. And I just... Man, something's need to change. Yeah, definitely. And and 
you know, I think something needs to to change as far as is these teams too. Like the Browns should have did more investigation into this, and and they shouldn't just get away with just signing whoever or keeping whoever on their team. Like you said, this is the face of your franchise, and you guys haven't lifted a finger yet. Dude, how, how's it going to look if, if this guy gets suspended? Hopefully he gets suspended for the whole year, right? And then hopefully they extend that suspension. How, how dumb are you going to look as a team giving $250 million to a, to a dude, probably paying him about $90 million for the first two years, and he doesn't step on the field for you? How wasteful is that? And at the same time, though, man, like that's getting bred, dude. And I think his six-game suspension is without pay, so there, there is that. But, man, this dude, I don't know, bro. It's, it's very frustrating as a, you know, as a man that, that tries to do things right and just kind of understand with power comes responsibility. I think that's an old Spider-Man quote, Uncle Ben, right? With great power comes great yeah. responsibility. You know, you're in a position where you got to be better and you're not, you're not. Yeah. And you know, it's just a shame to see some athletes being held to a certain standard and then some getting away with certain things, you know? Yeah. Cause if this isn't Deshaun Watson, say this is, you know, player number 62 on the roster, player number 52 on the roster. Cut. Yeah. And then you don't ever hear from him again, yep. but because this is a talented quarterback, you know, and I loved Deshaun Watson's game yeah. prior to all this stuff coming out. And I know there was a lot of people that were like, bring him to Denver, bring him to Denver. And then all this stuff came out. And thankfully, these guys were like, nope, you know, don't bring him here. Yeah. Because Denver really needed a quarterback. And I think they would have brought him here. But it's one thing to have one or two people say, hey, this guy did this during the massage. It's another thing to have 20 different women, 24 25. different women come out and say the same thing, you know. And you got Instagram messages kind of. Hey, make sure you're he dude, he wasn't inquiring whether they had licenses. And of the massage of the four people that they relied on the testimony, three of them had a license, one didn't. She was just working to figure out if this is what she wanted to do. <laughs> she don't want to do it anymore. All four of them said that. All four of them said they've had struggles trying to get back to work, trying to continue on in that profession, trying to be a masseuse because dude, he was this 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 document got pretty pretty grotesque into it, but he would roll over and expose his direct self yeah. to these women, bumping their pump their hand with it. Yeah, dude. And then I heard like he was doing asking for like weird, crazy like baby diaper poses or whatever they call it, like weird stuff, bro. Ooh. It's just like I don't know. It's just baffling to me that that someone with that much celebrity, that much money, that much. You know, and, and, and he's an athletic dude, and he's a star quarterback, and you're doing weird things like this. You probably have women throwing themselves at you left and right in city to city, town to town, but yet you're going to massage therapists and abusing your power and making them feel uncomfortable and making them second-guess their career choice. It's just ridiculous. Another thing that was in this report, bro, it says, finally, I find the NFL has produced sufficient circumstantial evidence to prove the last prong of the test, that Mr. Watson knew such sexualized contact was unwanted. Like, you can't, you can't read this report, bro, and feel good about having that man on the field. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how Roger Goodell reads that report and feels good about having that guy wear an NFL jersey, wear the NFL logo on him. Um, it truly is. You hear that um, that phrase, "integrity of the shield," 
And, you know, and I know we had Ben Roethlisberger situation out there where he was alleged twice. Yeah. And I felt he was under suspended probably too. Um, but this, hey, we know what we know, right? Yeah. Like we've learned from our mistakes of the past. You shouldn't repeat your mistakes if you've yeah. learned, right? And I, I'm very hopeful that the NFL is trying to make this happen where it's at least a year, if not longer. I, I tend to agree with you, bro, on the indefinite. If this dude doesn't play another down, um, I'm thankful for all the young ladies in yeah. masseuse, massage therapists that are out there that have to deal with this kind of shit on a day-to-day basis from people who think just because they have a little bit of power, they can do what they want. Because, you yeah. know, Deshaun Watson ain't the only person that's done this at a, at a massage parlor. Nope. Um, ain't the only person that's ever tried to flex their status or flex their job, sta- uh, their job status or their pay to... You know. Robert Kraft had something like this too, right? <laughs> Robert Kraft was going to. <laughs> he was crafty with he it. He was though. crafty at a rub and tug and had his litigate his lawyers litigate the fact that they got this the surveillance video of him unlawfully. Yeah. So he got the case thrown out, and there there go there you goes to show you you got money and you got power you can hire a good lawyer. Yeah. You know you can get some of this stuff taken care of. I think. Um, I'm surprised that didn't happen in this Deshaun Watson case. Yeah, you know maybe that's what happened with the. Maybe uh, that's why it's not criminal. Yeah, exactly. I was just about to say maybe that's why he he ain't facing charges. Yeah. Maybe that's why he's just facing lawsuits. He settled with a lot of the women. I'm sure the settlements come with NDAs, so we'll never know what really happened. We'll never know the full testimony, but it's just wild, man. Does, I, does the NFL have to do something a little bit more strict to like? vetting these athletes a little bit more of the mental aspect of it like do we need to start like really mental mentally evaluating players before they get nfl contracts like maybe but then you get into a situation like you had with miami asking um what's the receiver out of out of, out of dallas right um des bryant yeah asking him about his mom's history as a prostitute and, and if oh, she yeah. a prostitute like it there's an there's a line you can't cross man you know i feel like it's it's a hard line to cross um but I, mean, I think I think when the red flags start appearing, though, like because the team provides massage therapists. Yeah, but everybody has struggles. Everybody has as as a life, you know, that was tough for them growing up and things of that nature. But like, you should be doing something to make sure that they don't have these weird fetishes. Yeah, I, I guess you, I guess you can vet them more, and and being that you're able to vet social media a little bit more, and you know, like I'm not saying if you had a rough childhood or rough upbringing, don't you're not supposed to be in the league because i had a rough childhood you know what i mean but what i'm saying is like if we have nfl players going to massage therapists and you know exposing themselves and and violating women's space and and their what they want to do and their boundaries we should be trying to figure out and weed those people out I think it's just hard, man, because you want to believe the best out of everybody, right? Yeah. Especially when you're bringing these people in. They do go through a grueling process of vetting people. So, I don't know. Sometimes people just expose themselves the after, after, yeah. after you know, a long a long time, you know? Like, you know, maybe he didn't have any any signs of, of this nope. being an issue in the past, but, you know, it, it, it came up and it became something he did. Like I said, I think when he started turning down the organization – organization provided massage therapists for his own thing that's a red flag yeah when he's constantly email messaging these people on instagram about focus points and making sure things are private that's crazy that's a red flag dude and you know maybe we don't want to see that maybe we don't want to see 
you know, our star quarterback is is that kind of person. Maybe we don't want to see the red flags. I know it, it's it's like that in a lot of situations. You don't want to see the red flag, but sometimes maybe we have to. Yeah. You know, maybe we have to, and you know, it goes back to to you having a daughter, having you know me having a sister and niece, and you know, women in our lives, and just being brought up to respect them better, man. Yeah. And do right by them better. And part of that in the NFL really wants to do right by women. And they say all the time, there's always a campaign to try to make everything more inclusive and to, to do right by everybody. Here's your chance. Here's your chance to do right by everybody. Here's your chance to make an example of somebody who shouldn't be in your league and who shouldn't play this year. Yeah, for sure. You know, Hey, it's that time, Dom. It's that time, man. Dude, it's been fun. Um, we always talk these tough topics, bro. Yeah, that's good though, right? We we gotta we gotta flirt with some of these controversial topics and and bring light to certain situations, so that way, you know, they're not just ignored and and everybody out there has opportunity to hear what's going on in the world, you know. Well, and I think it's important to get the community talking. Yep. Get folks feeling comfortable talking. This sometimes the toughest talks are the ones you need to have the most, the most beneficial to you. You know. Um, it's, it's something we have to do So I don't know what you think about it um, But You know This is where we're at So Shout out to um, Shout out to Jack Armillo Arsenal Custom Apparel Shout out to Black Sevens uh, Make sure you visit the website DNASportsDenver.com um, We're going to be out here again man Just Make sure you hit up DNASportsDenver.com Slash AskDNA If there's something you want to hear Something you want to talk about Something you want to get off your chest Have us cover Maybe we're not doing enough to cover it um, But make sure you hit us up And we can make it happen For my partner Coach Dom Hey go check out our Instagram man Facebook Social media Everywhere All the platforms Like subscribe Turn on the notifications And again Book a session man We had two great sessions This weekend With some great kids Their their goals are to get better As athletes And, and they're working hard man I have them out there working Coaches out there Having kids work And doing their track stuff And we're having a good time Helping athletes So if you're an athlete And you want to get better Go to DNASportsDenver.com And book a session today Yo DNASportsDenver.com Coach out Coach Dom We out of here man We love y'all Peace We're out <laughs>